The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch for reviewing of our show homes a brochure or for more information let brb homes take the stress out of your build check out brbhomes.ie hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Big News Coming Soon, episode 7 of 8. Hard to believe it's our second last episode of the series. Crazy, isn't it? Thanks as always to Ireland West Airport for sponsoring this season. London is back. We're delighted to confirm that Aer Lingus will resume their hugely popular London Gatwick service on the 13th of March and operate daily flights for the summer 2022 onwards. That's great news because over the last few weeks, loads of people have got in touch with us asking us, uh, is Gatwick coming back? And it is. It's back. Unbelievable news. Also, along with that, don't forget they're flying to 19 destinations across the UK and Europe. And we are very proud and thankful to have them as sponsors. We're back in the wild and windy suburbs of Castlebar, County Mayo. Slight change from our latest last episode, in fairness. It's a little bit nippier, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I got some green green foliage. Yeah, in. you've gone all out. Um, Succulents. Wow. Is that what you're going for, yeah? Succulents, yeah. I, I'm told you can't kill them. Okay, it's a cactus. And you're a prick, so yeah, it fits in. <laughs> oh, that was a low blow. <laughs> Start as you mean to go on. Alan, I walked into the house today and like, I wouldn't say you're the worst host in the world, but I wouldn't expect to be greeted by a red carpet every time I came in. But today when I walked into the house, you were walking down the hallway <laughs> with two chairs <laughs> duct taped to your feet, like dining room chairs. You were wearing a pair of dirty shorts and something that was like a, a, a revealing monk's outfit. So basically it was some kind of sea swimming thing. A changing robe. A changing robe, right. Yeah. And you're wandering down around the hallway with these chairs duct taped to your feet. <laughs> now most people will have seen the video at this stage. But like... What's your point? What? Like, wow. Do you know, do you how, do you know how hard it is to duct... Now one chair was easy to do. But when you had to stand up on the second chair and duct tape your tape your foot to it do you know how hard I that is I could have if you waited five minutes I would have like Cookie was looking at me going this lad has lost it <laughs> again I don't know I get these ideas and then the second I've done I'm like oh I don't know if that's a good idea like the video has done well but I mean do you ever think like maybe contributing to the fact that you're single <laughs> I like you're a lovely fella and everything, but like, do you think there's a girl out there watching? I need to go on a date with him because the way he walks down the hallway with st- chairs on his feet, two chairs taped to his feet, and a, in a changing robe. Um, yeah, maybe that's maybe it has a, a huge part to play. But hey, look at she's as well. Find out now. 
Oh, this is it. And know what she's getting into. A bit of a donkey. At any stage, (laughs) you can walk into my house and see me walking down the hall with two chairs stuck to my feet. I was just trying to keep up with Milan. You really miss it. I can tell you've, you've, I wouldn't say you've changed, but you embraced it. Yeah. See how cool we made it. As soon as we leave, Kim Kardashian, the Hadids, all these popular ones are over there straight away. Straight out from knock. three days. Yeah, Kim Kardashian was loving. She didn't even get into the executive lounge. Why? She's not at our level yet. Like oh, she they didn't let her in. No, no, she no, didn't she know the code. No, <laughs> <laughs> she could have slid into I our w- DMs. We give her the code. I wonder does that change? We'll have to chance it the next <laughs> time. <laughs> She'll be hiding her socks. Everyone's looking for their socks in there now. Yeah, I don't know. I just get these. I get these mad ideas in my head. And uh, I was watching this video of London Fashion Week, and it was guys with timber strapped to their feet. And they had to walk along. And it's just so ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, that kind of fashion is just off the charts. Like, What's what, it about, though? I honestly do not understand that. Because, like, that's never going to translate. You're never. Like, as, you know, even the boys that we saw in Milan last week, they're never even going to be wearing that. Like, this fashion, this high fashion, but that's just... It's like two wooden flower pots. And I'm walking up the, the street. You'd see boys in a building site messing, doing that, taping wood to their feet. But, like, that's... Yeah, I don't get it. No, I don't get that. Is that a, is it a PR stunt for the fashion company or what is it? It has to be because it's like there's no and I you know they're always pushing the boundaries, but then there's I don't know I just can't see anyone going into the Pukon some night wearing them or into McHale Park some <laughs> evening with them on. Well, you arrived a few minutes early because last week it took you quite some time to get down with the traffic, but obviously there was no traffic because everyone was probably watching the Mayo game, and you arrived on time, and uh, I was in the middle of producing this. Master- masterpiece masterpiece yeah fair to you that i'll probably delete in 20 minutes because <laughs> my anxiety's through the roof watching all the comments ah it's brilliant though no it is it's go crack it is i'll give you that this time what i found most interesting about that and i saw it an awful lot in milan as well is that the amount of second guessing you do like that was brilliant you showed it to me i was roaring laughing and then you go Oh, is this funny? Will I post it? And I was like, absolutely. Happened a few times over in Milan. It's happened with other things. Like, I don't think people realise you're producing this unbelievable content. And people <laughs> just think, no, genuinely, you you're produce brilliant stuff. Uh-huh. And then, but you doubt yourself so much. And then, like, it's getting hundreds of likes in a few minutes. And you're still looking at the comments going, oh, who's saying what? Do they think I'm an idiot? Like, I don't think people realise the thought process that you go through every time you're posting one of these great videos. Yeah, well, thanks very much. But I wouldn't say they're masterpieces, and I, and I do, I do kind of play up to being a bit of an idiot. Do you know? Well, it comes very naturally. It comes very say. natural. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Like you're probably best known for Donkey Gate. Um, like this, but you have produced so many brilliant things. But I don't. It, I just found it really interesting to see the background of all this kind of you create something you're really energetic you're really happy about it and then as soon as you're about to press send the yeah. doubt kicks in i have these good ideas and i i really believe in the idea but then sometimes i'm like i don't really know if i can pull this off or if i'm the right person to do this or you know like you say will somebody say oh look at that fucking idiot and 90% of me doesn't really care what people think, but then there's the 10%, like like I was saying to you before, you know when you're kind of with somebody or you're, yeah, you're in a relationship, not that I am at the minute, but I'm just saying, you're worried about what the people closest to you might think, and they might say, oh Jesus, look what he's after doing now. Look at this fella. But I, I don't know, is that a West of Ireland thing? Do we not believe in ourselves enough? Like <laughs> I showed your 50k video to a major national organisation during the week, and they were blown away by it. Whereas... We were talking about that video over in Italy and you had forgotten about it. What one was that again? Do you know where you're, you have the drone, you're doing the dance for the 50k. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I showed that to someone and they, like a serious cli- <laughs> kind of potential client, and they were like blown away by it. Yeah. But it's just, it's just funny, I suppose, for me to be able to see the way your process goes. You're so nervous when you're posting these things, even though they're brilliant. But if they are rubbish, so what? Delete it, move on, forget about it. It's just, I don't think people realise... Uh, yesterday I was in Served in Westport there's this lovely coffee shop in Westport called Served and I, I really like going there at the weekends it's really chilled and it's lovely food and that's not a plug or anything I just really enjoy it but I went in yesterday and I sat at the window uh, with my friend and this young gentleman he was about I'm no good at guessing kids ages but he was about 10 or 11 I'm going to say and he was really well spoken and as the lady came down to take our order we were sitting at the window 
And she goes, what can I get you, gents? And he goes, excuse me. And I didn't really look up because I thought he was looking for the lady. And she said, yeah. And then he said, no, no, excuse me to me. <laughs> okay. And by the time he had said the second excuse me, the whole restaurant had looked around because he was, he was quite a loud, well-spoken young lad. Yeah. And he goes, are you the boy from Donkey Gate? <laughs> so he walked in off the street, walked over to our table and said, are you the boy from Donkey Gate? Meanwhile, the three or four tables in our area started laughing. Because I'd say some of them knew what, was, what it was. Some of them didn't know what it was. I've no idea if they knew. And I just said, oh, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? And he told me his name. And he said, uh, oh, my mum told me you're the boy from Donkey Gate. And I just wanted to say hello. And he, oh, that's brilliant. And he ran out the door of the restaurant again. So half the restaurant is going, oh, there's your man from Instagram. And the other half are going, that lad must make gates for donkeys or something. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Do you want to tell... Because in case anyone hasn't seen it or doesn't know about Donkey, Donkey Gate. Gate. It Don- was good crack in fairness. Donkey Gate is a story in my highlights on Instagram. And I couldn't put it up as a video. It just wouldn't save as a video for me. But I was here at the house one Friday night. And my neighbours across the road were having a house party. And now, to be fair to them, they don't regularly have house parties. But I think, I don't know, was it an engagement party or something anyway. And it was it was pretty wild over there. <laughs> and I wasn't at it. I was here and... Uh, you could hear cars coming and going and people are having a good time. And I genuinely don't mind that because um, they're really nice people. And I get on so well with them. And I just heard this dum 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 past my window. But it was like five or six people. And then I thought, oh, hang on now. What's <laughs> going on? I thought five or six people from the party are after running into my driveway and something, they're going to play a trick on me. Something's after happening. So I went around, turned on all the lights, went outside to see what was going on. And then all I could hear was this. <laughs> I was like, what in the name of God is that? Went into the house, got a torch, came out. There was a donkey in my back garden. And then there was a second donkey, two donkeys. And I You said, and the first one? Or? No, well, th- there was three then at that stage. So I said, oh my God, what am I going to do? So when I got the torch and I said, how are you lads? They ran out the driveway and ran down the road. Okay. So then I started panicking about these donkeys in case somebody hit. This was half one in the morning. I started panicking that a car would hit them. So I ran down the road to try and get them back up, pushed them further down the road. So I was literally about a mile down the road that went into a neighbour's house. This is nearly two o'clock in the morning. I went around the back of the neighbour's house. There was these sensor lights. All the sensor lights came on. The dog started barking. I'm thinking, I don't even know the people that live in this house. Alan Clark chasing ass as usual. (laughs) I don't know the people that live in this house. If they wake up now and see me, this is going to be so (laughs) awkward. So I chased the two donkeys out of their house back up to my house, but they went past my house again. Into the party. About a half a mile further up the road, into a field, and I lost them. Couldn't find them. Okay, but at least they were safe. Got into bed and I thought, well, what if they go back out on the road again? And a car hits them again. So I got back up again and went to find them. And it went on for about two hours. And eventually I got the two donkeys down into my garden, locked the gate, got them into the house. But that was all good and well. This was about four o'clock at this stage. And then one of them kicks off. Uh, What do they call it? Braying. Braying, yeah. And my parents live next door. So I came in, went to sleep. I was wrecked at this stage, so I didn't care if your man was braying or what he was doing. But my dad then gets up and he's like, what in the name of fucking God is going on? (laughs) He hears a donkey. He thinks a donkey's after going into my garden. Yeah, and he hunts them out. And he hunts them out. But he falls. In the middle of, he's, you know, it's not, yeah. he's a fit man, but he's, yeah. el- he's elderly, but he's fit. And he falls, splits himself, gets thick, goes back into the house. Donkey's still in my house, braying. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning he gets up and he's not too impressed with me. And uh, then I tr- go and try and find the owners, find the owners and get them home. But long story short, I got these two donkeys in my garden for the night and then won them in the middle of the night then went over and started scratching his ass off my bedroom window. <laughs> so at around five o'clock I'm going to sleep and all you can hear is a donkey scratching his arse <laughs> off the windowsill outside your bedroom window and I have these security cameras and I, I put it up as well where you can see the donkey scratching his arse. <laughs> they were brilliant. Um, so that's where Donkey Gate came from and an awful lot of people know me then from Donkey Gate and that's why people send me cushions with donkeys on them and all stuff like that. They're beautiful. Yeah, so we got them back to the owners anyway, and then I got a big box of chocolates from the owners the next day for minding Daisy and Buttercup. Is that what they were called? Daisy and Buttercup, yeah. Oh, that's such a lovely story. <laughs> I enjoyed it. was a bit <laughs> of crack. Now, it was brilliant. There. It was brilliant on Instagram, yeah. I couldn't sleep. I just I was worried about them, and I just wanted, the, I just wanted to know that they were safe. 
Yeah. And do you visit them now? Or I haven't visited them since. Other? No, they're about two. They're about two or two and a half miles back past my house. Do but they I, follow you on Instagram or? No, a lot of people are asking me to set up a page for them. But no, oh, I Jesus Christ, you have enough pages already. Haven't done it yet. Do you know, you could actually bring out some merchandise with donkeys on them. There's pictures of the two donkeys and you in the middle. Three donkeys on there. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people have that, that or orange chocolate bars. Every like I have so many friends that anytime they see orange chocolate, they're like, "Oh, you'll have to get that for Alan." Yeah, I'm pretty obsessed like with that. orange chocolate. Have you any goals for this year? Any plans to do anything kind of like that? Yeah, I have a few. I have a few goals. Yeah, I contacted Cadbury's actually before about doing something, and they never got back to me. Really? Yeah, honestly, because the chocolate thing got out of control there for a while. The orange chocolate thing. There's and a lot of local suppliers you could go to. Yeah, there is. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, do I have any goals? I do. I have a few little goals. Well, one... What do you mean? Like business goals or personal goals? I know. Just like... <clears throat> I always think everyone makes these New Year's resolutions at the start of the year. That's a daft time to be doing it. January, February, depressing, and miserable. So now the year is kicking off. So is there anything new? Because like, let's be honest, last year was a fantastic success for you. You grew your page and Cookie Gin was a phenomenal achievement. Like, do you ever... Do you know, you must go, that was brilliant. Smash that. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next thing. Never have I ever said I smashed that. You probably don't. Do you no. ever t- t- sit back and say, "Oh, that was lovely, no. well done"? I'm I'm proud of that. No, I don't. I don't. Really? Like yeah. No, you're I, always looking for the next thing. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the bottle there on the. So I have a little bottle here on the corner in a little in a little presentation case that you haven't opened once to give me a glass since I've been here. No, because you have to drive home. I suppose when I look at it now and I look over at the bottle and I say, yeah, it was great that I pulled that off. But I don't. I, I'm, I, I don't think about what I've done. I just keep, keep going, keep focused. It's like I was playing football last week and somebody said to me, oh, you scored so many goals. I haven't a clue how many goals. And I'm not saying I score goals every week because I don't because I'm a bit shit. But this particular night I scored a lot of goals. Eight, you told me earlier. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention the number. And, and then scored nine of the whole team. And Go then, on. And then... Um, I just, I don't think about how many I scored. I just think about how many I missed or getting the next one. Like he'd say to me, oh, you scored eight goals. Jesus, I'd say, well, I, I missed four. Yeah. You know, we that's could, such an Irish thing, though. We could have done better. Yeah. But I do, I do have a couple of goals that I'd like to do this year. Um, people say that to me a lot, actually. Jesus, the podcast is doing well and Instagram's doing well and Gin is doing well. But like from outside looking in, it looks an awful lot better. I'd, numbers, like what do numbers mean? Do you know? People say, geez, you have 60,000 followers. What does that mean? It means nothing, really, at the end of the day. Like, tomorrow I could have 6,000 followers. Tomorrow my page could be deleted. It could, it could. But, like, so from my point of view, from a marketing point of view, yeah, your 60,000 followers does mean a lot. Like, you are, A, a brand, but B, you're... Like, I don't think you realise or you get how powerful you are. Like, no, <laughs> genuinely. Oh, right. First of all, I would deal with a huge amount of influencers and bigger ones, proper ones, not like you. Yeah. But when you compare your insights to theirs, you're way, way up there. And then the other thing is that since but you've stopped looking at your DMs, I'm getting half your <laughs> DMs. <laughs> and I see how many messages, and they're lovely, and I really appreciate all the engagement and stuff. And yes, you did look well that one time in that white T-shirt. But... <laughs> Shut up. Your engagement is, like, when you deal with a brand, even, like, the night you gave me a shout-out and I got over a 1,000 followers within a couple hours, like, what you're bringing, the people, it's I suppose it's the way you market yourself, but a lot of us, you don't appreciate what you're bringing to the table. Yeah, when you say phrases like, you know, the way you market yourself, like, I don't market myself, Alan Clark, as anything. I don't think about it, or I don't think... Yes, I was very anal about the brand Cookie and the colours we used and the logos we used and everything had to be um, strategic. That was fine because that was a brand. But I don't think about Alan Clark. And when you're saying insights with other big influencers, like, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you... I don't, so for I don't your, get. Sto- your story views or the amount of people that will follow other pages and stuff. So, yeah. like, it, I suppose I'd be... I, I, I don't want to say uh, clinical or, or... So if people don't know, it's your job to bring influencers to your hotel... That's part of it, yeah. And showcase the hotel. And Galway City. I recently did a thing for Galway City. Yeah. And 
like their influencer marketing is one of the most important tools that there is out there at the moment yeah. and like when we get a shout out from x y or z it can mean the difference between a huge amount of sales you know it is very very important if a good influencer comes and has a good time and you know you don't have to have sixty thousand micro influencers are really important and sometimes their engagement levels are better and because they want it more they're of more benefit to you you know if someone's starting out and they're trying harder whereas yeah. a huge one sometimes they can just you know put up a few pictures and that's it it's they're at a different level and you totally respect that but like what you can bring to a business i just wish that you could see what we see <laughs> and i'm not trying to you know build you up here or anything no, like that but yeah. it is it is i find it really interesting i suppose spending that time with you in italy as well just got to see the other side to you and how you know you second guess yourself and you underappreciate yourself you have a skill that very few people around here particularly have yeah. So it's even interesting, the fact that you've got to where you are. And it's lovely that you've got to it in such a genuine and sincere and honest way. But, like, I'd hate to see you holding yourself back from not believing in yourself. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. This is deep. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, yeah, of course there's things that I hold myself back with. And I second guess myself for six months with the gin. I was thinking... Will it work? Will it work? Will it work? And that was that was a tough time um, because you had six months second guessing yourself, bringing out an alcoholic drink, and you're thinking, and all that was in something stick in my head. So one thing that stuck in my head with the gin was the supermarket um, director saying you're not going to sell ten bottles. So that was like niggling the whole time through the whole process, and you were you were ordering like four pallets or should I order six and maybe if he didn't say that I might have ordered six or I might have ordered three so and then when I was leaving school the principal of the school said to me um you'll never be anything without a leave insert and that just I suppose drove me mental for about I don't know 15 or 16 years but do you think it's the stuff like that that drives you on definitely the the school this the principal drove me on for years but to the point that it was nearly it was nearly a negative it was driving me on in one sense that I always had a job and I was always driven and I always had to keep going and pushing myself but it was nearly dangerous because I was pushing myself saying I need to be something and then you're like now looking back sure I was something when I was a carpenter I was something when I worked in a bar I was something when I was washing cars I was something but when I was doing that it wasn't enough and I kept saying no I have to prove everyone wrong which was a bit dangerous and then I got to the stage when I when I went into Aldi and I sat on the till and I started working in the till and I worked my way up to being the assistant store manager. And then I kind of said to myself, right, well, I don't need to prove myself to anyone like I'm, I'm doing all right. And then at that stage, I said, right, I'm getting out of here now and I'm going to do my own thing. So I got out Aldi and I set up Alpha Media and I said, I'm, I'm not going working for people now. I'm going I'm going trying to set up my own business and work for me. And it didn't take off for a few years you know it's touch and go but i suppose where this came from for me was we got a lovely message in so i'm not sure if a lot of people know that i would answer most of the messages on the big news coming soon page and oh. then as i said i get a lot of the your dms to my page because they know you're too big a deal i know that you don't reply to a lot of dms currently and someone just sent a really nice message i thought it was like how did alan go from being a carpenter to managing aldi to becoming a social media guru Cool. and that's what you are you don't yeah. appreciate it. and that's why where i was coming from great career progression shows how one can succeed in life with a good work ethic and not forgetting appearing on the back of a bus and like that's <laughs> i suppose you never switch off there's a good work ethic and then there's like always always being switched on which you are like literally when i walked in the door there and you're duct taped <laughs> two chairs but like it's a lovely message and i just you know people do appreciate it others it's, i suppose it's easier for others to see what you've achieved than yourself yeah well thanks thanks very much for that message it was lovely but it's dangerous always being switched on yes it's not good no like and i need to learn how to switch off but yeah i'll get to the dms in a second but in terms of goals I don't know, do I have goals for this year? An awful lot of people. And I mean, we were on this outside broadcast last Friday morning down in Ackell and people came up to me on about the gin and everywhere you go, it's all, it's all it went from donkey gate to gin. And everyone now is like, what's the story with the gin? It was so lovely. And, and I'm not making that up. We created something really unique. And oh, it was quality. You yeah. know, I would be the first to tell you if I wasn't. Yeah, absolutely. We did something really special with this gin. And 
thank God we everyone that tasted it liked it. It's so smooth. And even people that said, I'm not a gin drinker, I really liked it. But at the end of the day, it's really expensive to bring out gin. An awful lot of people have to be paid before you get paid. And it's not like... And the bigger the quantity, the cheaper it is as well per bottle. So, you, you know, like, there's not everyone that has a couple of million lying around like you did to produce what you did. <laughs> well, you would need, you'd need a couple of million to, to, you know, to compete with the big boys. So I'm bringing out merch. I'm working on some merch at the minute and I'm working on, uh, I've got these really class travel mugs that if I'm working say on. so yourself. At uh, Brand Geeks down in Kerry. Great bunch of lads. Yeah, honestly, they're good lads. And oh, they're good crack. We've spent, and I'm sure people like Brand Geeks hate working with me because they sent me out cups and I was like, no, they sent me out more and I was like, no, and not, not that there was anything wrong with them, but I just had something in my head that I wanted and I said, no, lads, we have to go again, we have to go again and I'm sure they were like, oh, this fella is a no, dose. No, they, they have serious uh, standards as well. Like, I've done the exact same with work. We've yeah. got cups off them in the past and the boys, you know, in fairness, they don't want to put their name to something crap either. Yeah. So I'm working on a few different things, hats, merch, uh, other bits and pieces that I'm not really going to say just yet. That's in, that's the goal for um, Alan Clark and Cookie for the next few months. Personal goals, I'd love to... Um, I want to get a, uh, an implant, a tooth implant. <laughs> I have a I have a missing tooth here on my right, and it's probably my biggest uh, complex. I have, a, I have a real big complex about it, and I have to get that sorted this year. And um, that's one of my biggest goals. And then I need to get a house sorted. Um, I'm going through a bit of a, a battle with my house at the minute, and that's that's getting me down a bit. So there's there are just some of the things that are going on in the background that I didn't expect to be talking about today. <laughs> But I suppose it is. It's, it's interesting to see the other side of it, I, I guess, you know. So merchandise, a tooth, and get my house sorted. I just want to come back to the DMs, and I'm really sorry that I uh, am I'm directing all the, t- the traffic your way. <laughs> uh, does it annoy you, by the way? Ah, no, it doesn't. I, Honestly, I, no. No, genuinely, because we have so many lovely messages, and it's, uh, you know, you just, to see the engagement... That yeah. we have and it's just because this podcast is a bit of crack and it's one of the nicest things that i've ever done because there's no pressure on it it's just two lads talking rubbish but to see that people are enjoying it and you know when you're seeing all these messages coming in i'm walking on the beach laughing i'm on a bus everyone must think i'm crazy like it is I, I love it and i'm so used to being on the phone all the time with work and stuff anyways that i don't mind it at all i guess when i stopped going into my dms and said i'm not going into them now for the next few weeks i didn't expect them to start going your direction now people are associating us as a couple. <laughs> a couple <laughs> like of Egypt. We see each other once a week. But yeah. the reason I kind of stopped going into them is because I started getting a lot of negativity about completely stupid stuff. Like nonsense. I've never really got any, I suppose, anything to the level of what's going on this week in terms of media or anything like that. But it just got to the stage where people were really, really bugging me with nonsense and when the week Ashley Murphy uh, was murdered, that was the week where I just said, uh, to be honest with you, I rang you and I was talking about this on another podcast yesterday. I rang you on a Thursday evening at eight o'clock and I was about to get out of the car to go play in a football match. And I was contemplating deleting my page and just saying, that's it. Like, I've yeah. had enough of this. I was getting all this abuse. Um, it was the day after Ashley Murphy died. I got a phone call saying, would you support this charity run? And I said, I will. Yeah. Now, I get asked every day of the week to support these charity events. Every day. And I mean, you'd get asked five or six times per day, seven days a week. And that's, I'm not exaggerating that. And I like to do my own charity events. And I like to just focus on them rather than asking people all year long, support this, support this, support this, support this. I try and do my own and focus on that. And that's just how I operate. Some people might agree. Some people might not, not agree. But I got this phone call. Will you do this charity event? And I said, I will. And would you mind sharing it to your page? And I said, I will. So it was a run for a, a guard that was murdered. And I shared it to my page. And then didn't think anything of it for a few hours. And then I had a competition booked in on my page that was scheduled to go that day. And didn't think anything of it. And the competition ran. And I was at work. And I came out of work. And I said, the competition is up there now. And the best of luck. And then that evening, holy shit. I just got thousands of messages about how I had no consideration and how I was promoting a run and could I not have had more consideration because Ashley Murphy was out for a run and here I am promoting a run and then the competition went live and people were saying oh you're promoting a competition and Ashley Murphy has just died 
And I just thought, what in the name of God have I done? Like, this is this is awful. I shouldn't have promoted that run and I shouldn't have promoted the competition. And I was getting out of the car that evening and I rang you and I just said, I'm feeling really, really bad. I don't know what to do. Do I just delete the page and just forget about it and just just not be on Instagram anymore? And when I was on the football pitch, at one stage, I was standing in the middle of the pitch and the ball came over and it bounced off my legs. And I didn't, I wasn't even there. Do you know, I was in yeah. another, I was... You weren't present. No. And when it came out, when it bounced off my legs, one of the lads said to me, are you all right? And I said to myself, I'm just going to run out to the car and delete my page. Jesus. During the match. Yeah. But the other team had scored and somebody was shouting, come on now, fucking get, get your fucking head in the game and lads, we were better than this, blah, blah, blah. So I just had to kind of battle on for a while. And then I got back out and then I didn't, I think I might have deleted the posts or whatever it was. And then I went and brought the dog for a walk uh, to clear my head and put up a video of the dog crossing the bridge. Yes. Bang. Loads more messages. Yeah. Uh, Can't believe you're out walking the dog. Um, You can't believe you're showing off um, the right, like, I can't remember what it was. Male privilege. Yeah, your male privilege to be out walking the dog on your own. I didn't say I was on my own. I could have been with five people. I could have been I could have been on my own. But it was so intense the amount of negative messages and I just said that's it. Like I I don't I always take the piss and I'm always having the crack, but I try not to cross the line. And Jesus like there's no way I would put something up to show off my male privilege. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Walking the fucking dog. Then the next day Cookie does this thing where she'll stay at the other side of the road for you. Yes. Cookie's a 12-year-old, 13-year-old Springer Spaniel, highly trained, highly intelligent. She could nearly talk to you. Yeah. And when you're crossing the road, she'll sit there until you go the other side. And it's not something you ask her to do. It's just, it's been, it's, it's a habit now at this stage. So when, when we're at the edge of the footpath, she sits there until, until you give her the nod or you tell her to go. And you can walk down the street, you can go the other side, she will not move until you cross the street. So I put up that video. Then I was being told I was irresponsible and that I could have got the dog killed, even though I know a cookie better than <laughs> anyone. And I've just had enough of DMs. Now, and it's a pity, because 99% of them are so good. But that week, everyone was on high alert. Exactly, it was an emotive week in the country. And yeah. it was, what her family went through was incredibly, like... God bless the whole family and everyone involved in it and was so sad. But yeah, there was a toxicity and you were struggling that week. It was, it was. Here's another thing that happened to me. So I was on the radio that week covering for Porik. That's right. And it was the day of her funeral. And I was shook at this stage. So I think it was around the Thursday. I'm pretty sure it was a Thursday. And it, it came out that there was going to be a minute silence on all the radio stations across the country at four o'clock that day. I woke up that morning. I knew I was going to be on the radio at four o'clock that day. Kieran, I thought of everything under the sun not to go to work that day. Yeah. I did not want to be that guy. I did not want to be the fella doing the minute silence at four o'clock that day. I, I nearly cried like. I, I was shook. I just didn't want to be that person. But there was nobody else because of people on holidays, people out with COVID. There's not that many people employed in the radio station. I, I just... Oh, that was that's the hardest day I've had in a long, long time. I can't even remember the, the no, last I day. Remember, yeah. And four o'clock came and I said to myself, right, I'm going to do the minute silence. And then Ashley was remembered fondly around her. Area. Now, bear in mind, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Ashley. I don't know her family. I don't know any of the background. But from watching the news and all the stories that were coming out, she was big into music and traditional music. And there was a few videos up on YouTube from her local cultists. I went to my boss and I said, do you mind if I play one of her tunes after the minute silence? And he said, um, no, that's a good idea. He said, I, I completely support that. But done the minute silence, played the tune and went into an ad break. Because what else can you do? No matter what song you play next, it's not going to be right. Yeah. Went into the ad break, came out of the ad break, played a couple of songs. 45 minutes later, I played a song, Stinging the Police, Every Breath You Take. And it's a song you'd hear on the radio every day of the week. Yep. And then somebody made a complaint about me that I played Sting in the Police, Every Breath You Take, and the song is about a stalker stalking a woman, and that I should be, I'm not educated in the music that I'm playing, and that I should never have played it, and blah, blah, blah. 
you know, that 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 was the final straw then. And I think that was the that was the Thursday. And I came off social media then until the Monday or the Tuesday. Yeah. Do you remember that weekend? Yeah, I know. I, I just do. didn't go near it. And since that, I've just been like, I'm not really I'm not really interested in going into my DMs. But, you know, you're seeing the lovely side to it. And you're yes, g- and everyone yeah. has been so supportive. And one person said to me, you're not as genuine as you used to be. Okay. Uh, what I think they mean by that is that I'm just not on every day doing what I normally would have done. Yes. I'm only on now when I have something to promote or when I have something to say or some somewhere to be because I'm genuinely afraid to go on and have the daily crack and do what I used to do because I'm just not, you know, I'm just, I'm just afraid of getting the abuse. And isn't that shocking because genuinely you did and even I'd be sitting there on the phone, oh, here's a few stories, this will be a bit of crack. People yeah. loved seeing that. It was good natured, it was harmless, but it was always enjoyable. Yeah. And people are losing that now because of these. Like, it's incredible the way these trigger fingers at the minute, they'll just shoot off these thoughtless messages. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's horrible. I hate <laughs> that you go through it. Uh, Last weekend it was snowing. And I went out to the front door of the house when it started snowing and I started videoing the snow and there's two concrete pillars at the front of my house. <laughs> and the first message, huh, fake pillars. <laughs> fake pillars. Can you imagine sliding into somebody's DMs <laughs> and commenting on the pillars on the front of their house? Jesus. I don't even know what a fake pillar is. What's what are you on about? You brought them back from, from Milan. <laughs> <laughs> you had them in your bag. Plane was weighed uh, down with okay. them. Okay, full disclosure. I got them in TK Maxx. <laughs> one of them is shorter than the other. <laughs> I had to put a few uh, bits of timber under one of them. You know, so but like, wouldn't it be nice if everyone could just be sound? Like, I know we don't like certain things, yeah. But like, why do you have to say it? Like, you'd oh, never say it to their face, never ever. No, no, no. You'd never walk up to somebody and say what what you what you get in a DM. You know, and like every one of us go to restaurants and get terrible service. And how is that? Lovely, thanks, <laughs> great. <laughs> and the waiter's taking a full plate back, and you're like, oh, I just wasn't hungry. Because I remember before I was at a family event and I saw on Twitter someone going, worst steak I've ever had and this picture of a steak. So I rang the business and said, there's a lad there having a steak and he says it's terrible. Will someone go up and check? So then on Monday I went into work and I said, what was the crack with that steak? Because the photo was bad, but we know people aren't great at taking photos and stuff like that. He had been asked twice if it was okay, said yes both times. So then the manager went up and said, sorry, we saw that you were upset on social media. What Can we help or is there anything wrong? He goes, oh, no, no, it was grand. It was just that, you know, I didn't want to upset anyone here, so I just put it on Twitter. Oh, my God. Like, he had been asked twice. Yeah. Like, and the steak was fine. It was just that, you know, when you eat a bit of it, he's, he told him it was nice. Yeah. But still tweeted. Now, he got no engagement. I saw it because the place was tagged, but he got no engagement on it. It's just a strange thing to do, looking for likes, fishing for likes. I think that's a lot of what's happening these days, looking for a reaction. Yeah, and I, I, I'm nervous even talking about it today, and I didn't know that this was the route we were going down or it was going to go this way. But like in, a, in one way, it's good to talk about it. But in another way, I'm not for one moment taken away from what happened that week. I fully support um, everything that has happened since and the way things are changing. And, you know, I'm not turning this about me. I just... It's just this the way the conversation went and I'm kind of explaining why I don't go into my DMs and what has happened in my world in the last couple but of weeks But that's a months. shame but now because I suppose where this probably came from was that, you know, you are going to be bringing out merchandise. People will want to buy it and they will be asking you questions about yeah. it. But So you have the potential to build on what you've built, but it's going to be emotionally very difficult for you to to actually engage with this sales process because you have to go into your DMs for it. Yeah, look at I'll have to suck it up and just go in and... But, but it's, it's not sucking it up either and it's not a weakness. And mm. this is sounding like a counselling session or something. No, it's, it's not. interesting. But it is like... Imagine, you know, a shopkeeper was afraid every time someone was going to come into the shop in case, you know, they were trying to buy something off them, but they were afraid they were going to slag <laughs> the shit out of them. Or that they said, you looked ridiculous in that green t-shirt a few weeks ago. Do you know, someone could be wanting to buy your shirt... And a couple of weeks ago, could have sent something nasty about your pillars out the front. Or, <laughs> you know, it, it's a funny and I suppose unique situation. Yeah, I have got used to not going in before if I had a load of DMs. I'd scan down through them in the evening. So a lot of them might be reactions or whatever. But you'd sit down, you'd have a cup of tea and you'd scan down through them and you'd flick through as many as you could. And you'd reply to the odd one if, 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 if you needed to. But I have got used to 
coming home in the evening and just knock one in. And enjoy because it. I suppose I'm at a tiny level and I see all these DMs and it's like someone has gone to the effort. I really appreciate that. That's really nice of them. I'm going to get back to them, even if it's only a heart. Yeah. You know, like yeah. after a while you've been away from it. And it is, you do appreciate it. But then when it gets to, you know, you have 60,000 followers. But that's how I used to do. Like I used to feel like, you know, I really want to get back to as many people as I can, even if it's just to, to yeah. like it. Yeah. Double tap it and like it and say, yeah, I've seen that. Um, it's a pity them fake accounts that are setting up couldn't reply to a few of our messages and save <laughs> us a bit of time. Alan Clark or Fish One. If you Kieran O'Malley's. Kieran O'Malley's. Yeah. Oh, there was an S on the end of yeah. it. If you could start replying to all those people, that'd be great. I think it's a real pity at the moment that the first reply to everything is cancel it. And that we can't just debate it and get on with it without cancelling it. We have to cancel it first. Right? That's it. It's cancelled. And then we come back to it and we say, right, why was it cancelled? What did they do? And what should we have done? Can we not just get into a debate before we cancel it? I put up on my stories before the Fireman Sam was cancelled and people thought I was joking. I wasn't joking. And then people couldn't believe it. They're like, what? Fireman Sam was cancelled. Like a load of parents were messaging saying, I never knew that. And even firemen and firewomen were messaging to say that, you know, it might be gone a little bit too far. Yeah, I think it's we're in an incredibly interesting place in society and in the world. The world does need to change and always is changing. It's probably sped up now more than it ever was. But like, there's no such thing as perfection in society. What I deem to be a utopian society, you could think is a horrible place. So everyone needs to look at themselves and try and improve. But we're humans, we're flawed. So none of us, so like... I suppose what I'm saying is that everyone needs to take a look at themselves and but how we're communicating. Do we have to be nasty? Does it have to be all, you know, given out or this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the world? Like there's something pretty big going on in the world right now. Yeah. But people are getting their knickers in a twist over far smaller things mm-hmm. which do need to be addressed and we do need to look at. And I think that, you know, the education system in this country has got so much better. I think we are moving in the right direction, but there's no perfection and we need to bring everyone with us and everyone is going to move in a different way and at a different pace, but respect other people's decisions. One of my bugbears in life is that that film is shit. That film isn't shit. Yeah. You did not like it. Exactly. And you are entitled to not like a film, but it does not make it rubbish or that restaurant is shit. It's not. You could have gone in and they could have been having an off day. You could have been having a fight with your partner. You could have been sacked that day. You went in and had a bad experience. It doesn't necessarily, everything isn't shit because you don't like it. Yeah. And that's one of my, uh, really gets under my skin, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the majority of negative DMs you'd get, the people have a profile photo be kind. Yeah. Hashtag be kind. Or no profile photo at all. <laughs> yeah. And completely contradicting their own uh, ethos. Ethos, yeah. yeah. And their own image that they put out for themselves. Like, oh, here I am and I have a lovely be kind. But I'm going to slide into his DM and tell him he's a prick. Yeah. And I'd love if people just could just like take a minute, you know, before you send that message, before you press send, like you do with your actual good stuff. If people could do that before. And I don't know. I just think that it's, we're in a really interesting place in the world and that it'll move on and I think things could hopefully settle down but like it's just too easy to send something nasty down the phone forget about it and move on you do not know who's at the other end of the phone and how it's affecting them and yeah it's it's yesterday's news to you but like that's long term ramifications on the other people yeah would you say it to their face like would you walk up to them in the supermarket and say that t-shirt is horrible. I saw you fake pillars there at the front of your house. <laughs> do you know? How do you how do you drive into your house every day thinking, Jesus, they're real pillars? <laughs> There's a lot you know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't say that to somebody's face. No way. Well, this has all been very heavy. Uh thanks for that counselling session, Dr. Uh, O'Malley. How much do I owe you? The bill is in the post. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no need to post it. You're here. You're in my house. So just Okay, I'll write it out here now. Right, I'm gonna deflect now and talk about something different because this has just been this has been a lot. I put up a story this morning about mass and it got a good reaction. And I don't know why I thought about it. I must have been just lying in bed this morning thinking about my childhood. But on a Sunday morning, I, when I was about 15 or 16, I was allowed to cycle into Mass on a Sunday morning. But sure, I didn't go to Mass. I was just, Signs are on you. I went into town and just cycled around town for an hour or two. But I stuck the head into the church 
to see uh, who was saying mass and I got the leaflet and brought it home. And I thought, am I a good boy? There you go, ma'am. I brought you home the leaflet. It was Father Needham and he was talking about whatever. But so many people God. said they've done the same thing. But it was a little bit harder for you, was it? Because you were in a more rural Yeah, we'd area. all go up in the car together and you were sitting beside mum and dad and the whole family in. You couldn't uh, get out? No. And ah, we, you'd, you'd like a good sermon, though. We've had good... Father Towie, he was a great priest now, I have to say. Oh, his chalice yeah. work was effortless. Oh, flawless. Effortless. And we dragged out every Sunday morning. Saturday evening we used to go. Oh, not too bad. Yeah. Get so it out of the way. Exactly. You'd be watching Gladiators Beyond, Blind Date, and then up to Mass. Did you mind? I wasn't a huge fan of it. I yeah. would like. Got to read a bit. I enjoyed reading now, because it was the only time people would shut up and listen to me. And I suppose... Oh, you were reading... I used to read at Mass every now and again, do the readings, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that now, I have to say. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's where you got your... Uh, your taste for the microphone. Yeah. So <laughs> reading at Mass and Bunny Condon has led to podcasting. Brilliant. That's great. And then I was talking about people coming to your house. So <laughs> this is a tricky one now because when I put this story up this morning, <laughs> one of the first responses I got was from the fella that comes to my house. So I put up a story this morning on Instagram saying, do you have a visitor that comes to your house? That does something that really, really winds you up. First message in, I don't like the way this is going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh shit, I didn't think this through. But there was so many messages coming that I I couldn't take it down. He had seen it. It's up now. I can do nothing about it. But I can tell you. You need to tell us about him though. 99% of people don't want visitors coming to their house. Yeah, I think that's changed. But like nowadays, nobody wants visitors. They don't. Some of the replies have been brilliant. A lot of people are saying that they don't want people coming unannounced. So just don't go to somebody's house unannounced and ring the doorbell or, you know. But like who does that anymore? Even if I want to walk the prom with a friend, it's nearly three months in the planning trying to organise it. Like nowadays, everyone has so much going on. So you just can't turn up unannounced anymore. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, topic because I have a friend that comes to this house probably about twice a week. And he comes in the door completely, won't even make eye contact with me. Says, how are you? Straight down to the toilet. <laughs> right? Don't when wash he, his hands. When COVID, he lives 10 yeah. minutes away, his house is 10 minutes over there. That's not me, so. Comes into my house, breeze past. How are you doing? How are things? How was your week? Gone. Out of, the, out of the kitchen again. Doesn't even wait for my reply. Down to the bathroom. He's in there about 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> Watching TikTok and taking selfies and doing whatever he's doing in there, right? Counting your toilet rolls. Yeah, and then you hear, then you hear the. Um, sorry, I'll come back to the toilet rolls. Then you come, then you hear the toilet flushing. Then you hear the. The air freshener going, and then the window opens, and then he comes out proud as punch after after dropping the kids at the pool, and him delighted with life, and I'm here going. You fucker, you live 10 minutes away and every time you come to this house, you come here, you drop the kids at the pool and then you come out in great form talking to me. Now, that none of that bothers me, right? right? None of that bothers me. The thing that bothers me is when you're sitting on my toilet, the toilet roll holder is on the right and the bath is on the left. Yep. The thing that bothers me every single time he comes, he takes the toilet roll off the holder and leaves it on the bath. That's the thing that drives me insane. Not taking a shit in my bathroom for 10 or 15 minutes and then having the whole house stunk with air freshener because he's, he's there spraying it. He doesn't even need it. It might not even be a smelly one. And he's... The dog is choking in the kitchen with this air freshener. And the thing that bugs me is that I have to go down and put the toilet roll back on the holder. <laughs> Why do you take it off? Oh, that's Why do we have a toilet roll holder? Exactly. <laughs> That's some mountain of toilet roll you still have down there. I got uh, a big shipment of toilet roll for Christmas. Why did I get that? What was that you about were again? About toilet roll before. Oh, I can't buy. I can't go into a supermarket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't go into a supermarket and just buy toilet roll on its own. It's just something I can't do for some reason. So then Oliver Kelleher sent me like a six month supply. That was brilliant <laughs> of toilet roll, and it's it's probably going to be an eight month supply the way it's going there now. Eh? <laughs> It's uh, it's fairly lasting, so thanks to Oliver Kelleher's. <laughs> Let's go down through some of your replies for visitors calling to your house. Um, people that smoke and won't shut up talking. There is no way somebody would start smoking in your house. Couldn't do that without asking for permission. No. 
Uh, when you politely offer them a second cup of tea, hoping that they say no, and they say, Asher, go on, and then they stay for ages. Like, I think it's an unwritten rule. You don't have the second cup. Absolutely. Another one, <coughs> arriving early. 99% of the cleaning and tidying happens five minutes before people arrive. Completely <laughs> agree there. <laughs> My neighbour calls in and she spends the whole time picking at her teeth and sucking away at them the whole time. It's disgusting. Oh my God. There's nothing worse than when you're watching a match as well and someone lands into the house and won't shut up talking and you're like slowly trying to raise the the volume (laughs) on the remote control and they're not getting the message at all. (laughs) Giving them a hint. I have a neighbour that comes in and he picks his ear with his car key in the kitchen whilst having tea. That's a real country thing. What? Oh, yeah, you'd see that all the time. Karen, that is disgusting. <laughs> Picking your ear. Yeah. With the car key. Oh, stop, all the time. You, you Have you seen that before? Loads, yeah. Oh, so I just want to balk. <laughs> that is disgusting. I can't believe that's a thing. That's a Bunny Condon thing. I've <laughs> seen it. Yeah, I've seen it up here. Oh, no. Uh, putting their feet up on the coffee table with dirty shoes. That's bad form. Yeah. I have a neighbour who comes in and asks, have you done any more with the house, no? <laughs> and it's obvious, we have no money and we have done nothing else with the house. <laughs> oh, that, that would, ri- that would wreck your head, wouldn't you? But here's a good one. Picking up birthday cards, etc. and reading them. Imagine you had like a Valentine's card or something. Oh, yeah. Picking Jeez. up birthday cards, reading them. Knock on the door, drives the dog nuts and wakes the baby, but then just walk in. What's the point knocking on the door? <laughs> That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, very good. Ding dong. Dog on mental. Baby up. How are you? Falling asleep on the couch. Oh, no. Jeez, that's harsh. <laughs> uh, doesn't put their mug in the sink. Just leaves it on the table. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> Another I, one. Offering to wash up and help. Great intentions, but then wrecks your system. Another one that we get a lot. People bringing their kids. Oh, yeah. And letting the kids run riot in the house. And I can tell you, a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. If you've kids and you're visiting go, your neighbour. couches and stuff. Your neighbour probably doesn't like it. <laughs> Putting sweet wrappers back in the tin. That's an annoying one now. Yeah, it's a real Christmas thing. Has to look at every room they pass and comment on what they'd change. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. I'd move house. Dermot Bannon coming over for a visit. I have a neighbour who refuses tea, says they're not staying long, but then they'll stay for hours and has no tea. at least you're not wasting milk on them but i think the tea is used as the timer isn't it yeah it's like have the cup of tea and then off (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) but you just know yeah you have the sandwiches and it's just trying to get them out stays overnight who does that (laughs) who who calls over for a cup of tea and stays overnight you when you're visiting your cousins and you're five that That can't be a thing is it how are you doing i just said i'd call in for a cup of tea will you stay the night ah sure i will yeah Brings <coughs> brings the dog every time they visit. I live in an apartment. It's clear that we always take our shoes off, but I have a neighbour that comes in and will never take their shoes off. It drives me mental. Wearing their dirty shoes around the house and nobody else has their shoes on. Yeah. You can tell, there's houses that have no, there's no shoes houses and then there's shoes houses. Yes. And you can tell the second you go inside yeah. the door, this is definitely a no shoes house. Should I take them off? And sometimes they're polite and they say, Ah, your grand, leave them on. But you know, you know, take them off. Do you ever go into a house that's like a show house? That's like you're afraid to sit down. You'd be just sitting on the edge of the couch. You're holding the cup the whole time because you don't want to put it down or there'd be a ring on the table. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people are saying that um, they hate when they go over and rinse the the cup and the sink and then leave it on the... Well, you don't know where to put it. It's a nice (laughs) gesture, I think. As if I'm not going to disinfect the cup after they leave. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot for smoking. People don't like smoking in their house. <coughs> smoking. Right. So they'll go out the back of the, the house, but throwing the cigarette butts on the ground then. That's bad form too. Uh, I have a neighbor that comes over for dinner and then feeds my dog his dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine. Wow. Oh, this is lovely beef. Will you have some here, Rex? <laughs> uh, I hate when people sit on my chair. That's Sheldon. Okay. Thanks for texting me. No, but that's a thing. Yeah. Do you have a chair in your house? Like yes, that's, yeah, yeah. that's my seat there. Yes, yeah. And everyone knows. You just don't sit in that seat. Uh, when people stay too late, ask the price of stuff in your house. Jesus. They come out to the kitchen to make their own tea. <laughs> God, there's a lot for smoking and I didn't think that would be a thing. There are, there's hundreds. I won't be able to get through them all now, but complaints about milky tea. Uh, is that from my brother? 
I think that one could be from Stephen. I hate milky tea. You don't say. I just can't <laughs> suffer it. Uh, when people open your presses and check your fridge, I'd be pretty embarrassed if somebody looked in my fridge. Yeah, mine is. Yeah, no. I have two litres of milk and a Toblerone in it at the minute. <laughs> Half a Toblerone. Uh, talking loud, uh, staying on their phone the whole time they visit you. So look at 99% of people don't want visitors. Has that? We used to be a great country for visiting people. See, everyone knows what's going on in everyone else's <laughs> life nowadays because the phones. It's amazing some of them. I'm still going down through them here. <laughs> it drives me crazy when she puts her handbag on the kitchen table. Like, it's these little things that we don't know. Like, <laughs> it's a trigger, yeah. That person doesn't know he's annoying me with the toilet roll on the bath. <laughs> he but, will now. <laughs> but why does it annoy me? I don't even know. Um, when somebody keeps the conversation going, even though there's no conversation. How do you how do you keep that going? Any news? No. Any with you? No. No news, no. <laughs> How's the car going? <laughs> yeah. I have it six years. It's going the same as it was. Uh when they take too long to leave. So let's wrap this up. In general, people don't want you smoking in their house. They don't want you going into their presses or their fridge. Bringing kids or pets. They don't want you leaving your handbag on the table. Falling asleep, being on the phone. Putting toilet roll in the wrong place. Picking your ear with your car key, which is just, should be criminal. And uh, there should be a time limit. Just know when to leave. Countdown clock. I'd say 10 minutes after the tea is gone, hit the road. Yeah. Go to the toilet the minute they come in the door. Never visit if there's a match on. I hate when people come in the first place. (laughs) All right. That was brilliant. Thanks a million to everyone who uh, took the time to send us messages. So you've been asking me an awful lot of questions today. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you been watching anything good on Netflix or anything like that lately? Um, I started the Pam and Tommy show. Um, (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else there. (laughs) That tape that we all seen about 30 years ago. Yes. Um, There's a documentary about that. Yeah, it's come out recently. So I watched the first six episodes over the weekend. And it's mad. Like, it's just, I found it really interesting. Like, the story, obviously, everyone knows about it, about how it got out. But it was just really at the start of the internet. And they didn't know much about the internet and how, you know, things can go viral nowadays. Your man was literally posting videos, VCRs, to lads around America and all around the world. Put and them then, in the post box? Yes. And did they leak it themselves? No, no, it was stolen. Oh, right. Yeah, it was stolen off their property. It's a really cool story. Uh, it's just, it's fascinating. She's a fascinating character. But I was I was thinking then, like, do you know, when we were young, Baywatch was, like, the biggest program in the world. <laughs> We've never seen anything like Pamela Anderson. You wouldn't see her going around the streets of Ballina. Pamela Anderson now was very unique. Like, we, we would see nothing like that in Ireland. No, it was another, it was another, another level, level back wasn't then. Wasn't it? Like, yeah. It'd be pretty awkward watching Baywatch now with your dad. Yeah. When Jesus. they were going in to rescue somebody. Yeah. And she and all the she's doing is running videos. in to rescue somebody. Yeah. And you're here going, and then dad is like, uh, go out there and get me a pint of milk there or something. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward side. It'll probably be cancelled now. Oh, yeah. And there is, like, it touches on that kind of stuff and how it was sexualizing her and all that. It's yeah. really, it was, it's a good show. It's, it's really interesting. But it kind of got me thinking, do you any, like, child, you know, who were your crushes when you were a teenager growing up? Oh, who were my celebrity crushes? Yeah, yeah. We don't want to know about the girls. Oh, in the there was class. a girl there three doors up, uh, <laughs> Mary. In the interest of fairness, I want male and female. What male crushes? Yeah, no, like, like yeah. a man crush. Yeah, a man crush. Yeah, not like right. Okay. Oh, my celebrity crush growing up would be, I suppose, the first would be Shakira. Oh yeah, I just thought, wow. Yeah, that's, hips don't lie. That's a real. I'd love to marry Shakira. <laughs> I'd love, yeah. I'd love to be a guard and marry Shakira when I grow up. <laughs> Did you hear about how she married her husband? No. So she's married to Jared Piquet, the Barcelona defender. Right. And she pre- performed at the opening ceremony of the World Cup in South Africa. And he got chatting to her afterwards and he asked her on a date or something like that. Got chatting and said, I'd love to see you again. Yeah. And she goes, well, I'm really busy, but I'm playing at the final. So he goes, I'll see you at the final. So... And Spain got to the World Cup final. And afterwards, he asked her out. Yeah? Yeah. So he's like, I brought my country to the World Cup final. What a legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shakira. And then I went from Shakira then on to um, Jennifer Aniston. And I had I had it bad for Jennifer Aniston. So bad that <laughs> there was a DVD shop in Castlebar called Hollywood. And she brought out a film. I think it was called Picture Perfect, was it? Sounds right. 
I can't remember the name of the film, but there was a life-size cardboard Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Sorry, Jennifer Aniston, yeah. yeah. There was a life-size cardboard Jennifer Aniston in the video shop, Hollywood. And I used to get on really well with the manager in there. And I asked her, could I have it? And I brought it home and it was in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm going to leave that story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're learning a lot about Alan Clark today. <laughs> we might need to edit this bit out. Yeah, I had a life-size cardboard cutout of Jennifer. Actual size. Are you the same height? No, I think she, she had her heels on. All oh, right. I said, leave them on there, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> My man crushes then has to be Kevin Hart. I just, I love Why him. Why is that? Because he's so short. And he doesn't give a flying fiddlers. Well, he comes across, I watched, yeah. did you watch the documentary? No. Yeah, I, I watched the documentary on him. I like him. I think he's hardworking. He's self-made. He's driven. Now he's made mistakes. He's made really, really big stupid mistakes but then again who hasn't we all have i have you have everyone has um and i just like the way he well i don't know what happened at the time did he own up to it straight away or did he not but i just love the way he just said yeah i i made mistakes and made a documentary about it Mm. about his mistakes Mm. like who would do that yeah putting himself out there like that i just think he's brilliant love kevin hart and if i had to pick another one denzel washington I don't know why I've picked them two, but I just love Denzel Washington. He is cool, isn't he? As an actor. Yeah. I just... Everything he's in is quality. Everything he's in. I just love him. I loved him in American Gangster. I loved him in Training Day. I could just watch him all day long. If I could be anyone when I grow up, it'd be Denzel Washington. Or Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) (laughs) One or the other. That's pretty awkward now. I shouldn't have said that. No, I'm delighted you did that. Edit this out. Please. (laughs) Who's yours? Um, do you remember Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh yes, yeah, she Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, she was always. Oh, she'd be up there. Anna Kornikova, the tennis player. I can't really remember her. Yeah, she was. Was she blonde? Yes, right. She, I think she married Enrique Iglesias. All right, good looking lad. In fairness to him, yeah. Uh, Britney Spears, of course, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, Britney. <laughs> There's no life size cutouts of her around here, is no, there? No, none at all. And then I suppose lads like. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely edit that out. Oh fucking hell, I'll be single forever after this <laughs> podcast. Jesus Christ, Karen. Go on. Ryan Reynolds is like he's class. He's yeah. so, he's so funny. He just comes across like he plays the same character in basically every film, but he's brilliant. He just comes across. He's really cool. He's brought out his own gin, which is nice. Like he's he's oh, you know, what a legend. Yeah, what a hero. <laughs> And like growing up, do you remember Zach from uh, Save by the Bell? Oh, Save, Save by, by the, the Bell was some program Save when we were younger. Save by the Bell. Yeah, it was brilliant. When we were going to Milan, I felt like we were on an episode of Save by the Bell. That was mad, wasn't two, it? Two uh, school tours on the plane. Like fashion really seems to have gone around to 90s stuff again. It's just the, all them kids. It was. It was fascinating. Like. Yeah. Zach from Saved by the Bell. Wow, you're bringing me back now. He was a hero now. We should talk about old programs because there was some great shows in the 90s. Did you ever watch that program on a Saturday morning? Um, it was like a... Was it SMTV? Is that yes, what it was called? Yes, Cat Dealey and Anton Deck. And they used to be like go-karts. They used to go into this house. Oh no, that was Fun Factory. Fun Factory! Pat Sharp on a Friday afternoon on UTV. Was that when that was on? Yeah. Why did I think that was Sunday mornings? Oh, it wasn't. You probably recorded it and watched it. Growing up... Going on Fun Factory. Yeah. Your man with the really long hair, you had the mullet, past sharp. That's all I wanted to do growing up was go on Fun Factory. And there was guns coming down on them. Yes. And they were doing laps. Of the, yeah, the studio was class. Oh, you're taking me back now. Brilliant. We'll have to do a podcast on that sometime. Yeah, definitely. Listen, thanks a million for today's uh, podcast. I've really enjoyed it. Have I enjoyed it? I don't know. I'll have to listen back and say, Jesus, I don't know. How did I say that? Look, we're being honest. Yeah. I think, and it is what it is. It's definitely the most, it's the most serious podcast we've done to date. <laughs> and I, uh, well, that's us, two I'll, serious guys. I'll be even nervous putting this out next week. We know you will. You know. <laughs> You're nervous at the best of times. So. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's growth. It's growth. Yeah. And like, we can just send it to a counsellor instead of having to pay for a counsellor. <laughs> <laughs> and they can give their feedback, so it'll be grand. Could you I don't know. Look, I, I'm going to say I respect 
your honesty today. I know you did a lot of the talking today and like I hope people appreciate it and that, you know, it was genuine, it was coming from a genuine place. Wasn't really the direction we were going from the start, but look, this no. is who we are. We own it. We're flawed, but we're, you know, we're just telling it like we see it. Yeah. So look, I hope people enjoyed it. If they did, great. If they didn't. The last thing I want to say before we finish up is that I'm not trying to make any of the bad events about me. That's not what I'm trying to do. All I'm trying to do is tell you a little bit about what has happened in my world and in my head. And I welcome all the discussion that has come from these absolutely horrific, horrific events. And I think that it's good that now people are talking about it and second guessing themselves and, you know, taking a moment to think before they act and think before they say and think before they do. And we need to do an awful lot more of that. Thanks very much for listening to this week's episode of Big News Coming Soon. It has been a little bit different to the last uh, six episodes, that's for sure. If you've enjoyed it, tell a friend. If you haven't, tell nobody. And we're going to be back next week with the last episode from season one of Big News Coming Soon. It's hard to believe the eight weeks have gone so fast. Absolutely flown. And it's been an incredible journey. So thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Chat to you then. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch reviewing of our show homes, a brochure or for more information. Let BRB Homes take the stress out of your build. Check out brbhomes.ie.